Greetings, another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast. It's a Monday, uh, October 26th. Purdue is 1-0. and And uh, today's podcast brought to you by nobody because we still don't have a sponsor. Very disappointing. Uh, give you the reaction to Jeff Brom's press conference today or Zoom conference from his home. He was sitting in his chair in his house. Uh, not sure where that... Uh, where they exactly located at in his house, but he was sitting in a big chair and holding up the phone, and we got to ask him questions on a Zoom call. What did we learn today from Jeff Brom? Well, that he has a dog named Coco uh, that was in the house with him when he was watching the game. His family had vacated the uh, the house to go to the game, which, you know, Brady is there at the game, all the games on the sideline, and uh, his wife, Jennifer, daughter, Brooke, hightailed it to the game as well, and he thought that was a, a great idea because I'm sure it would be difficult being around him watching a game uh, if you're a family member. Now, maybe his dad, Oscar, could have hung out with him, but since he tested positive for COVID, Jeff needed to isolate it. I need, needed to isolate, but Coco was around, and even Jeff said when he yelled a few times, which few in this case probably means uh, all the time, um, Coco went and hid in the corner and knew to be quiet. So, but Jeff at first was, didn't want to have a dog in the house, and now he likes the dog, although he said he won't admit it. He takes the dog out for walks. He said it's the only thing he's accomplished probably in the last week or so. But anyway, we learned how Jeff watched the game, his emotions during the game, and uh, how proud he was of his team during the game because. Um, they faced a lot of adversity during the week w- with him not being there, but also uh, players that were uh, that were out, Rondell Moore, uh, King DeRue, Tyler Coyle, um, uh, and they were able to overcome uh, that adversity and uh, win an important game. In, the, in a short season like this, uh, you know, they, each one takes on a little bit more meaning, and it was a West Division opponent. So, you know, I think he was really uh, happy the way – uh, you know, the team responded. They didn't, you know, there were there were moments they didn't play well. And there were calls that went against them and calls that went for them. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, he was pleased with how they handled it. And, you know, as we mentioned on the last uh, podcast, um, you know, really just maybe the step they took defensively compared to last year. It was, you know, as we said, it wasn't a great performance, but it was good enough. And that's what you're looking for each day. Each day you go out and play each Saturday is is it good enough to win on that day and Purdue's defense was good enough to win on that day. Will the Purdue defense performance against Iowa be good enough to beat Illinois? Don't know. Different team, different set of circumstances. Uh, Illinois gets you in space a little bit more, uh, a little bit uh, more athletes on the field. Uh, so it'll be a different challenge for Purdue. But on this day, Purdue's defense played well, played well enough to win. Um, and the defense looked a little different than last year as well um, as far as kind of how they approach things. So we'll see how, how long that continues. It may continue all year. It may not. Maybe a week-to-week thing, as most things are in America. What else did we learn from Jeff Brom today? That Rondell Moore. Quote, we're always hopeful, and we'll see what happens during the week. Why didn't he play? He was out. Was that your decision, his decision, or somebody else's decision? No, he was just out, and whenever he's ready to play, he will play. Injury-related or something else? 
That's all I can tell you. And then Jeff apologized for not providing more information. Uh, so yeah, we're back to the uh, weekly drama of uh, Rondell Moore. Will he play? Won't he play? I and I, I think I've said this before. Uh, I just you know I just hope it just does doesn't go on every week. There's no need for it to. Um, you know, Rondell opted back in to play and be quote the best receiver in America. Well, can't do that if you're not on the field. Um, so, you know, whatever is keeping him out, whether it's an injury or something else, you know, everyone hopes it gets rectified and fixed and, um, and then he can play for Purdue at some point. But, uh, you know, it's almost, it's almost time to just say, move on, move on. And, uh, you know, go, go prepare for the NFL. Um, and, and 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 be done with it, because uh, I you know I just don't I don't think this team needs this kind of a distraction, and especially if it goes on every week. Now, if he plays this week, great. You know, I think then you end you end all that. You know, to me, one of two things happens: either he plays and you end all of it, or he doesn't play and then he just goes off and prepares for the NFL and you you end it. One thing you don't want to happen is for this to be an every week thing. Um, and I, you know, and I get that it's a strategy and, you know, you kind of confuse the other team or you make the team prepare, but I think that's a bunch of crap, to be honest. Uh, if Rondell Moore plays, they, they have a plan for him. If he doesn't play, Illinois will have a plan. So that's what, that's what coaches do. That's why they have so many people on their staff. They'll be ready either way. And Wisconsin will be ready either way. Northwestern will be ready either way. Minnesota will be ready either way. Rutgers will be ready either way. Nebraska will be ready either way. And Indiana will be ready either way. Did I get every opponent? I don't know. But it's not, they're not fooling anybody, is what my point is. They're not fooling anybody. They're not making Illinois uh, put in any extra work or Wisconsin or every other school that I that I mentioned. Uh, the other injuries, um, you know, Cam Craig suffered a, a lower leg injury. Uh, it appeared in the game. Uh, Jeff said he would be doubtful for this week. You know, that that's that, that's a little significant because, you know, I, I think the, the offensive line played pretty well. Um, and especially as the game went on, uh, they, uh, they really produced in the run game along with uh, Xander Horvath running. So uh, that could be significant. But, you know, the, the goal coming in, as Jeff said today, was that they play 10 guys, and they rotated a lot of guys in there. So, you know, if you if one guy goes down, you got you have another guy ready to go, and he has some experience, so you should not um, have a, a big drop-off on the offensive line. But, yeah, yeah that's something to watch uh, as, as we get through the week and then we get to Saturday to see if Cam Craig is going to be able to do. King Daru, they thought, would go at the end of last week. But uh, he had a flare-up with his hamstring, and he did not play. Um, didn't seem, you know, when you look at what Xander Horvath did, you know, you, you, it didn't bother the running game, you know, on the surface. But you do want to be able to interchange those backs. You don't want Horvath going all the time. You don't want King Daru going all the time. And it's nice to be able to, to, to move another guy in there just to give the other guy a break because they do take such a beating. Um, in the game, so if then get King Daru back, um, uh, that would that would be huge uh, for this weekend because he he's a different kind of runner can give you 
you know, Xander Horvath ha- has good speed. There's no question about that. And I think you you saw that on the 33 yard run where he hurdled uh, the Iowa defender. I mean, he's got he's got really good speed, but so does King Daru. But you know, in the whole group, they don't have that home run hitter, but they have a couple guys that can that can uh, break away when once they get in space and uh, pick up good chunks of yardage. Uh, to me, the biggest injury news was more about Tyler Coyle, and you know, I can't sit here and say it's an injury because we don't know for sure. Um, but Jeff did say that his would be a little bit more long term, uh, but he will be back this year. Uh, and you know, I, we have no idea what that means because um, uh, you know we're in the game, we're in the week two of a nine week season, and uh, uh, you're 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 a couple weeks away from the halfway point. Uh, I, I thought Coyle was going to be a really important piece to the defense this year, and he still end up may be, may be that piece. But whether he's playing linebacker or safety, but um, that was that was a little concerning that uh, they may not uh, get him back uh, at least for a while. So that was um, that, that's kind of the injury report Jeff talked about. He talked about you know the impact of uh, Neil Calloway, who's a senior analyst on the staff, who's helping with the offensive line. And uh, maybe that was part of what we saw on on Saturday, the improvement of the offensive line um, in the run game, and you know maybe what Callaway has offered in, in that regard um, uh, is helping out, and that's why you have analysts like that. I mean, Callaway's a veteran guy, been around coaching a long time, a friend of uh, Jeff's, and uh, it looks like he's playing a little bit of a role in in what we're seeing there. Um, uh, during the week, Marty Biaggi, the special teams coach, should be back uh, for the game. Uh, he's him and Jeff are expected back in the team facility on Wednesday, and that would give them enough time to get ready for the game coming up on, on Saturday. Until then, they'll they'll do uh, their coaching and their teaching uh, remotely. Uh, Jeff did say that Brian Brom would go back to the press box, uh, assuming he's on uh, Jeff's on the field. Uh, on Saturday, and every you know, at least that part would be back, uh, uh, back to normal. Uh, you know, Jeff uh, did talk about Illinois, and uh, um, you know, Illinois beat Purdue pretty handily last year at at Ross Aid in the rain. Uh, you know, Purdue didn't score till late. Um, I mean, Purdue was manhandled in all the phases, and he, he's hoping his team has that in the back of their mind because um, that was. That was an embarrassing loss uh, for Purdue, given all the circumstances at that point. And they seemed to let the weather affect them, if I remember correctly. It seemed like the weather, and I understand it rains on both teams, uh, but you got to be able to overcome that. And I thought Purdue let the weather affect them uh, more than Illinois did. And it, I compare it to when Purdue went up to Minnesota uh, in 2000. 18 in November and there was snow on the ground. It wasn't a lot of snow, but it was cold. I mean, it was really, it was really a cold day in Minneapolis and Purdue played that game like it didn't want to be there. And they got routed, whatever it was, 41 to 10, 41, 13. I can't remember. And the Illinois game reminded me of that. Uh, Reminded me of that game in Minnesota where um, Purdue was not the tougher team. You know, they were the the team that wilted into weather and in both cases, Minnesota and Illinois, they thrived in it, uh, had some early success, and uh, uh, rolled around, rolled over Purdue in that situation. 
and you're going to face more weather games this season. And as this season gets deeper into December, you know, November and December, you're going to have weather games and you got to be, you got to have a, a level of mental toughness to get through those games, whether it's raining, snowing, cold or whatever. And, you know, if you can, if you can win that battle, even before you take the field, then you stand a, a really good chance of winning. And, and the two games I talked about, I thought the opposing team did that much, much better uh, than than Purdue. What to look for this week? Um, you know, one guy, you know, we talked about him on the last podcast and not and haven't written a whole lot about him, but Milton Wright had a great game for, 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 from his standpoint on Saturday. Uh, he, he would – He's right, right now solidified himself as that number two receiver behind David Bell. Um, and if Rondell doesn't come back, you know, Milton's going to kind of be that uh, that second guy uh, in the mix that defenses are going to have to worry about. And, you know, I think Milton showed a lot of toughness on Saturday by taking the hit, the vicious hit that he took. Uh, I think getting the wind knocked out of him, but then coming back and still um, coming through and making some plays. He made seven catches on Saturday. I put this in the, the post-game blog, but he made seven catches on Saturday, and all seven came on scoring drives. Uh, so, uh, you know, I thought that was a good sign for Milton. You know, as a freshman last year, he got thrown in a little bit and had some drop problems. Um, you know, he ended up throwing that uh, touchdown pass at Wisconsin on the on the reverse play. But talented kid, big kid, um, it looks like the offseason has done him some good uh, as far as his confidence goes in being able to, to, to step up and so, show some toughness in, in making some plays and making some difficult uh, catches. And if he's your number two receiver the rest of the way, then I think Purdue's still in good shape at the receiving spot. You know, Malik Carr got some playing time uh, on Saturday. Uh, I think, you know, he caught a ball, uh, I think, late in the game. And there's some other receivers out there that, um, we're not as uh, involved. You know, when you target one guy 21 times, you're not getting everybody involved. But anyway, Milton Milton's a, a guy to look forward to this week to see if he can put back-to-back weeks together for uh, for this offense uh, and really take some, take some of the attention away from David Bell. Uh, and David should get more attention. You know, Iowa, I think as we've discussed, didn't seem to maybe – do everything it could have to to take away David Bell, and um, you know now that uh, that that tape is out, and Illinois has seen what uh, that what Milton Wright can do. Um, be curious how they play that. And to me, the X factor in all this is still the tight ends, and it's Payne Durham, especially in the red zone. And uh, thought maybe they would go to the tight end a little bit more in the red zone, but. You know, David Bell's David Bell. David Bell is the team's best player. I don't think there's any question about that right now. Um, and even, you know, maybe even, even if Rondell comes back, David Bell still may be the team's, you know, best player. He's performing like he's the team's best player. So uh, kudos to him. You know, he, he's a guy I don't think is going to have really much of a drop-off from from week to week. I think he'll be pretty steady, pretty consistent, and he'll still make a lot of wild plays. Uh, for Purdue and you know Aiden O'Connell is going to going to look for him going to search for him and continue to find him because that's that's their offense right now but they do need to get other people involved they do need to keep that running game uh, going at at a level uh, that it was in the second half or especially the fourth quarter uh, against Iowa 
and uh, they'll have a have a legitimate shot of, of winning on Saturday at Illinois. Uh, you know, victory is probably needed right now for Purdue at Illinois. They're they're going to be a favorite. They're expected to win. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, they announced the game time and television network for uh, the November seventh game at Wisconsin, which will be on ABC. To me, that's a sign that. Okay, Purdue beat Iowa, so they go to Illinois. They're expecting kind of Purdue to win that game. They're expecting Wisconsin to win its game, and then you got a pair of two O teams in the late afternoon TV spot slot on uh, November seventh. You know, I think that's what the the, the TV networks are kind of hoping for there. I um, mean, they still get Wisconsin. They still get that brand name. But if you can if you can pair up two undefeated teams, even though they're just two and O, I think that adds some intrigue to it and. And, you know, a guy like David Bell, you know, gets on that, that kind of stage at that point. Uh, that definitely will help him. And if, you know, Purdue's offense can, can, can continue to, to throw the ball at a high level, you know, that's really, that's really going to help. But, and, but anyway, that's, it puts a little bit more extra meaning on Saturday's game. And Illinois is going to play desperate. You know, as we mentioned, it's a short season. Going to 0-2 really puts you in a bind um, uh, in a, in a nine-game season. Um, it you know almost makes it not going to say impossible, but in Illinois' case, it would be impossible to be zero and two and to really think that you could challenge for the upper part of the West Division. Uh, not with the games that they have left remaining, uh, just in the division. You know they still haven't you know played Iowa. They still haven't played Nebraska. They still haven't played um, Minnesota. So on and so forth. So. To drop to zero and two, so this is, I think, a desperation week for for Illinois to 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 get back on track and try to find a way to get their offense going. They didn't score a touchdown last week against Wisconsin. Their only score was on a defensive uh, uh, play, a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So they've got to get their offense going, and they'll have some success against Purdue because Purdue's defense is not Wisconsin's defense. But can Purdue be uh, as you know? create the, the turnovers it did last week and make the stops that it, you know, it needs to make uh, in, in these kind of games. So, uh, you know, another another interesting week uh, coming up. So thought we'd put a short Potter podcast together on this Monday. Um, anyway, questions or comments, uh, you know where to find me. Feel free to reach out, and uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions uh, that you have. Appreciate you stopping by uh, on this Monday, and uh, have a good day.